The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appledon Sin Shu Chu Mouthful All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over at So-Called Fantasy Experts. <clears throat> My co-host tonight's running a little late, uh, but I'm sure he will be here shortly. Uh, tonight, we will be diving into a lot of content here. So we're, we're going to be looking at all the injuries that have started to I don't know, starting to plague is kind of the wrong way to say it, but all, all the injuries that have hit us over the last week or so. Um, we're going to get into something where we're going to be looking at the players that had either really good or really bad Aprils that nobody really expected that to to happen from. And then basically the complete opposite happened in May. So kind of, what happened, what changed, what to think about these players going forward and, and that kind of stuff. Cause it's usually, you know, in the beginning of the year, there's a lot of overreaction as we always say. And then it's, uh, it's always nice to kind of sit back and, and reevaluate things once we have the much larger sample size. Um, but first let's get into the Bryce Harper and the uh, Hunter Strickland fight. Uh, and if you missed it, you need to get on Twitter or I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. It's pretty great. Um, not as good as the Bautista fight uh, last year, no, two years ago. And, but, but it is, uh, it, it is quite entertaining Bryce Harper takes a 98-mile-per-hour fastball right in the thigh. And this apparently stemmed from the last time they faced each other two years ago. Um, Harper took Strickland deep twice, and Strickland did not appreciate that. And, look, I don't know the whole story, but, you know, I've heard from different people that, you know, I have friends that are Nationals fans, and they say that, you know, Harper was was being barked at the first time he rounded the bases on the first home run, and then the second time uh, Harper, like, stared him down on the the rounding the bases the second time. So I, I don't really know what the story is, but it was two years ago at this point, and that was the year that San Fran won the World Series. I guess it was a playoffs because from what I hear, it was the playoff game and like San Fran obviously won that series, went on to win the world series. So it's like, I think you guys got the better end of that deal. Get over it. It's been two years, but nonetheless, Harper took the pitch and didn't like it one bit, ran out through his helmet. I guess you can call it a throw. It was more like the, uh, the 50 cent pitch that went the, the opening pitch that went 
basically just 40 feet to the left of home plate, which is pretty comical. And uh, that's kind of what it looked like his helmet throw was. Went up there and they had a brawl. They got a good couple punches in, I'm not going to lie. But it was... uh, I always enjoy seeing that kind of thing. You know, you don't want to see it a lot because then you're going to get tired of it and then they're going to have to do something about it. But, you know, when you get it every once in a while, it's kind of fun. You want to talk about it. Um, there's a couple other like random injuries that came from it too. Like a couple of the Giants players like took each other out. It's pretty funny. They got all hyped up. Like they must have known this was coming. And he just, I think it was Jeff Samarja got got hit pretty hard. He, I, I think he's. Did I read that he was having like issues? Maybe. I mean, he he pitched today. Um, did not do very well. Um. But yeah, the, either way, there was a couple. There was a couple of guys on the Giants that kind of ran into each other, and you could tell it was like whiplash type of thing. They just kind of knocked each other out. Um, the probably the funniest part of the whole thing is Buster Posey, and I'm gonna bring AJ on here for this part. What's going on, man? You finally here? Hey, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm finally here. Sorry, it's uh. Summer classes just started for Heather, so it's me and um, my mother-in-law, and I was attempting to cook dinner and then get done dinner before this, and obviously that didn't really work. I'm still uh, not even had eaten my dinner, but I got done cooking it for them. So, oh, well, yes, well, I'm indeed, sure we'll indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking about the Bryce Harper fight. It kind of went through the whole deal. I'm at the. I'm talking about. Probably the, the funniest part of the whole entire thing is Buster Posey basically just sitting back there like, nah, bro, this all you. <laughs> it's just, nope, yeah. I want no part of this. <laughs> and and I'm fine with that. I mean, I, I think that there's been some backlash about it. You know, should he have jumped in? Shouldn't he have jumped in? It's like he's had his own, you know, checkered injury past and everything yeah, like absolutely. that. There's no reason for him to get involved in this stupid melee that had Harper not even been chirping, you know, may not have even happened to begin with. And, and I don't think these, uh, and that by that, I mean the suspensions, um, you know, I was reading stuff earlier today. They were like, well, you know, is this even a thing if Harper doesn't go out to the mound and, you know, it's not like he threw his helmet at Strickland, you know, he threw no, it down to the side. Not. So, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's like here we go. This is Harper's pitch. Harper's helmet throw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, come on, man. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why Harper got his reduced by a game, and yeah, I don't know. Strickland well, is not. I mean, I don't. Think I guess because he got the better he's... punches in, but. <laughs> Who knows? I don't think they. I don't think they've announced Strickland's uh, decision yet. So that still may be coming. Okay. But yeah. So the fantasy side of this is Harper's missing three games starting tonight. Uh, Strickland will be missing six games whenever his appeal is done. Maybe less if they actually decrease it, like they did Harper. I mean, look, obviously for Harper owners, that's a bigger hit than Strickland. But, I mean, it's three games. Like, you'll you'll probably survive. Um, 
But, you know, it sucks for people in weekly leagues. You're going to be missing them for three games. So be it. Oh. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Strickland, it's, it's I mean, not many people like probably this. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's stupid things like this that cost, you know, fantasy owners. You know, this could potentially cost Bryce Harper owners the week, you know, if it's a close matchup and he could have been that difference. Yeah, absolutely. If it is head to head. Yeah, that's so. That's uh, absolutely the case. Um, But yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's not a big deal. I mean, the the suspensions aren't anything crazy. Uh, Yeah, in a close head to head matchup league, yeah, if it's weekly. Or, you know, even if it's not weekly, it's just, you know, normal daily uh, roster moves like that, that, you know, not having Harper's in in the bat in the lineup is going to hurt. But, uh, you know, yeah. in the long run, though, it's not a big deal. Strickland, I doubt a lot of people even own him. Uh, he's he's good, but, I mean, he's not really doing anything. He's not getting saved, really not even getting holds. So, not a big deal, but yeah, I don't know. I just figured we had to get our little two cents in there about that. It was quite comical to watch uh, Bryce Harper get punched in the face. Not as good as Joey Bad, but I liked watching Bryce Harper getting punched in the face. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but we do need to move on to some injuries. And yeah, Bryce Harper's missing three games, but oof. We thought we had the big one when we had Madison Bumgarner and Thor go out. We were wrong. Mike Trout is now out six to eight weeks with a torn ligament in his thumb. And he had successful surgery today. I mean, look, this guy is a freak of nature. He is like the Adrian Peterson of baseball. Like, he's just crazy. And, you know, I guess he could come back early, but I'm not counting on it. Um, but this one hurts, man. You are definitely not going to be able to replace Mike Trout in your lineup at all. You know, the best you can do is just kind of keep trying to catch fire with somebody off the waiver wire and kind of keep rotating that spot. Um, you know, this is, I mean, this is going to hurt an already really bad Angels team, really. Um, you know, Cameron Mabin was kind of starting to catch fire there for a little while. And like we picked him up in our league and, and actually now it looks like he's going to hit the DL. He's got, he's got like knee and side issues and it's like, what in the hell? Um, but you know, this is going to hurt Pujols. This is going to hurt Andrews and Simmons. This is going to hurt everybody. I mean, you don't lose somebody like Trout and just keep doing the same thing you're doing, even though they're not doing much. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a huge, a huge void to fill. Um, yeah, interesting, uh, interesting take on this. I wanted to bring up. <clears throat> I was talking to uh, my buddy in uh, in our one league, and I'll try to make this short. But basically, the guy that's in first place um, has a trade going through right now, and, and I don't know the full background on it. Who offered to who? But basically. He's seven and zero, I think, and I'm playing him this week, and and was winning earlier today, so that's nice. But we'll see how it pans out. And he's getting Mike Trout and giving up Dylan Bundy and um, Bellinger. Now, huh. I mean, 
my buddy's like, I'm I'm voting no on the trade. And I was like, well. No, you can't, dude, you can't veto it. It's not that yeah, bad. Yeah, and I told him, I was like, you know, you got to think about this. You know, you can't just vote because he's in first place, you know, and whatever. And And, and I don't know if that's definitely the case. I think it's just. Wait, wait. You know, he's which looking guys, at it. Wait, but which guy is in first place? The guy that's getting trout. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I it's, mean. It's a, and the guy who's giving him up is, has one of the worst records. I don't think he's in last place, but he's, he's like teetering. He might be ahead because of points, but I think he's tied for the record for worst pay, place at like two and five. Now, it's still early. I mean, there's definitely been turnarounds, and I've actually hosted one last year where you have a really bad start, and then you catch fire with your team, and you just roll with it and make the playoffs. But it does hurt to have a team that's 7-0 and and just doesn't look to be slowing down give up overperforming Dylan Bundy, and in my mind – because we haven't seen this from him before. I mean, he's this is maybe I guess the prospect, you know, touting that we've seen or heard about for all these years, but now it's finally coming through. And and Bellinger's been awesome for for the Dodgers. Um you know, obviously we've seen it and and benefited from it, but he's still a rookie. So, you know, there's going to be some point where he kind of hits a, a wall and starts slumping a little bit. Um, but, I mean, you're not getting Trout until possibly August. I mean, yeah, it's it's great for the stretch run of the playoffs, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm still torn on how I'm going to vote on it yet. But I, I, I don't think I can vote no because I don't uh, feel you, like it's collusion or anything like that. It's actually big risk for. I mean, it's big risk for both. It's a dynasty team, right? Dynasty league too. No, just just no. redraft points league. Head to head points. I mean, points, look, if, if, if the guy league. first if, look, if the guy first thinks he is set and he can make the playoffs without those two, um, I mean, that's that's fantastic for him. He'll have Trout for the playoffs. Uh, the guy that's yeah. in last, if he thinks he can make a run, um, with those two guys. Then it's a great trade for him. Look, it's not vetoable, and you can send you can send anybody from your league. Give them my phone number, man. I will talk to them and tell them this is not vetoable. You cannot veto yeah. the trade. This is, look, this isn't Mike Trout for uh, I don't know Cameron Mabin here. Like this, I mean, this yeah, is I was just gonna these say are, these are two good players. Two really good players, so it's it's not this this is not vetoable, even even if it was Trout for Maven. Like, look, the trade's terrible, but it's not like it's not like he's getting Trout now. I mean, that's the thing. It's exactly. like okay, he'd be losing you know outfield, but Bellinger didn't start the season up, so. You know, I, I don't know what his points right now would, you know, um, basically be if if he, you know, presented them for the full season or whatever, projected them out. But 
I mean, Bundy is over 200 points in that league, and I think he's pretty close to what Trout was at. So, I mean, it's definitely a, a bit of a pitcher-heavy league. So, I I think it's, you know, I think it's a it's I don't like the trade, but I'm not going to veto it because of whatever. Like, I don't think it's vetoable. I, I, the injury just no, I don't either. I don't you know, either. And, and and with a thumb, I mean, we've seen it before that you get that thumb injury and you don't necessarily just come right back after that, you know, two months off and you're just hitting bombs again. I mean, Trout, like you said, is a different story, but we, you know, we'll see what happens. But I I think it's, he's just going to have him sitting on a DL for forever. So if he gets hit with a lot more injuries, as we're about to dive into here, before I cut us off, um, you know, it could come back to bite him anyways. So let's let's move on though. Well, uh, yeah. So obviously Trout's the big name. I, I think the the second biggest name injury here is actually Danny Duffy. You know, a lot of people like this guy coming into the season. He's kind of been up and down. I think more down lately. Um, but he's got a strained oblique. He's out at least until the All Star break, probably later. Um, I think he, I think his is actually six to eight weeks as well. So um, that's, that's going to be a a pretty big blow for owners, but I mean, he hasn't been fantastic lately. So, I mean, you know, whatever though, you probably drafted him pretty early. I know Twitter was going nuts when he had the, the hot start and people were like, Oh yeah, I told you so about Danny Duffy. It's like, all right, calm down. Um, Ripping through the rest here, though, Dustin Pedroia sprained wrist on the 10-day DL, my least favorite thing in the world. And um, he's probably only going to miss the minimum right now. That's, I, I was actually going to say that, and then I just happened to look at your notes. Uh, with a sprained wrist, I mean, pretty unlikely that goes super lengthy. Um, Cameron yeah. Mabin, as we mentioned, he – had like a knee injury over the weekend and then he played and now he's got pain in his side, which nothing's been announced, but it's like, you know, every, that's obviously some sort of oblique or abdominal injury or something like that. But um, they're talking a probable DL stint for him now. And I mean, look, you, I think if you picked him up and you thought, you know, he was starting to turn things around and, and starting to play really well, which you and I did in one league, then I, I'm i saying just go ahead and drop him. He's not really worth it. Um, there's going to be Cameron Mapins on the waiver wire all year long, in my opinion. So I would just go ahead and pull the trigger and, and, and swap him out. Gregory Polanco is dealing with a sprained ankle. He uh, he ran into the wall, I believe it was Monday, and you know they, I know he was out of the lineup yesterday. Was he out of the lineup today too? I believe he was. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the the game was. I think the game was being played it while was, we were yeah, it was, up a, our numbers, it was so, an early game, so I, I didn't pay attention yet. Um, yeah, it was an Arizona pit game. So let me look here. With that being said, it's possible he'll land on the DL. Um, they haven't really announced it yet, but yeah, he wasn't in the lineup today either. So that's two games in a row he missed after running into the wall. 
messed up his ankle. Apparently good enough that he's not in there for two days. So, um, you know, just kind of keep an eye on there. Polanco was starting to hit well when he came back off the DL. So it's kind of a, a blower for, for owners, you know, who were thinking maybe his time away brought him back to what you were expecting here. Uh, more just trouble from the Dodgers pitching staff. Alex Wood this time is dealing with inflammation in his SC joint. Um, I guess your notes here are that he's going to miss one start at least. Um, but, I mean, this could also be the type of thing where the Dodgers are just going, well, you know, we've got six people on a rotation. We're just going to keep swapping people on the DL. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I mean, that's what it so is to me. It's it's just them, you know, having way too many pitchers. I mean, and he legitimately could have an issue, but it's just minor. And he's like, okay, well, you know, I haven't really pitched a whole lot over really the last couple of years. I feel like yeah. he's always been on and off the field. So yeah, he has. I think that they're just gonna, you know, okay, well, let's let's give him a rest let's for take a little it easy bit. For see a what's what. Yep. Yeah. I kind of agree, which sucks because I. This is why. This is one of the reasons why I despise the the ten day DL because teams are just completely taking advantage of it. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Last one here is Joe Musgrove, and look, you know, look, you and I and a bunch of people were high on Joe Musgrove coming into the year. He's kind of disappointed, but he had been pitching really well. Three of his last four is pretty phenomenal. Uh, he got shelled in the one of the four that wasn't good. Um, so, you know, maybe things were starting to turn around for him. But, you know, he's he's on the DL. I don't think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be like a lengthy stay. But, you know – if you need the spot, you know, in a redraft league or whatever, uh, just go ahead and make the swap. I don't think Musgrove's anything special to hang on to unless you're in a deep league or anything. But anyway, um, so the the next thing that I wanted to talk about with you, AJ, is you know we always we always look at these people who have you know these these blazing hot starts or these ice cold starts and we think, okay, are they going to turn it around or are they going to cool down? But one thing we never do, it seems like, at least I don't remember doing it with you is reevaluating some of these guys or, or revisiting some of these players and looking at it and going, well, okay. So this guy that was starting off hot actually did cool off. Why did he cool off? And, and is that for real or was the start for real or vice versa? Um, and then on the other side of that, you know, we do have some notes for guys who have also just stayed bad. <laughs> um, yeah. so we'll take a look at some of those. If we got some time, hopefully we will, but you know, I'm not trying to run too far over tonight. Um, but a couple of the guys, we have a bunch of guys listed here, but we've got some highlighted. So, um, start off here with the number one guy that everybody was talking about right out of the gate and Eric Thames from Milwaukee 
I mean, this guy just absolutely crushed the ball. 11 home runs in May or in April, uh, 28 runs, batting well over 300. I mean, he looked like he was coming back, and he was the real deal, man. You were thinking, holy cow, this guy's going to hit 50 bombs. Like, no doubt. Like, it was crazy yep. how good he was hitting, and everybody was making crazy trades for him. And I was like, honestly, I was like, look, I thought maybe I was like, look, He'll get the 35, maybe 40 pretty easy at this rate. I'm not going on. I'm not going that crazy with them. I didn't think this the pace he was on was even close to realistic for the rest of the year. But I did not expect it to get this bad for him that quickly. I mean, look, pitchers caught up to him really fast. And May was bad for him, man. He batted 200, just about two home runs. Uh, seven RBI, 12 runs scored. I mean, all of his stuff was cut in more than half, uh, except for steals. Steals went up by two because he had none in in April. But it's hard to steal the ball when every time you hit it, it just goes out of the ballpark. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. well, I'm sorry, I would like to stay on second base, but uh, see ya. I'm stealing all four. Ha, ha, ha. No. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, so what do you think about this guy going forward for real? I mean, what's what's a realistic expectation from this guy? Would you be buying low Elman at this point? I mean, maybe an owner's kind of soured on him at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that we we knew that there was regression coming with him, um, and, and you got to look at the fact that he hasn't been in this league. In a few years, he's been over crushing the ball in the Korean League, and and now he he transitioned back and brought that with him immediately. So, I mean, he was the perfect sell high candidate, and now I I do think he is a bit of a buy low candidate. Um, maybe not necessarily buy low as much as buy, you know, on par. I I, I don't know. Like, I think he, he he's still going to be productive. Milwaukee's bats are going to continue to stay hot. Um, you know, they've always been a pretty good heavy-hitting team. I just feel like their pitching is what's gotten them into trouble because they can put runs on the board. They just can't keep them off for the other team. So, I do like him. I I, I I think if if the right offer came along and I were an owner of him that I would I would be wouldn't be afraid to move him you know if I believed more in the other players I'd be getting. Yeah, I mean I I, I still think obviously 30 home runs is very realistic for him. Uh you know, he's got 13 already. Uh I just you know, now, now look, I mean, so he came in, he had the advantage against the pitchers, the month of May went to the advantage. Now it's his turn to re, you know, readjust. And that's the game of baseball for, for young, not young guys, because he's not young, but, you know, for anybody who is kind of new and just getting into the game. Um, and I know this is the second time around, but, you know, it was different this time, it felt like. So, yeah. um yeah, I mean, I agree. I would, I would possibly go out and get him. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna go out and give up. You know, guys, dude, I saw some pretty crazy trades happening for Thames 
early on and I wouldn't have done a single one of them. So I'm, I'm not doing these, these trades for trade for crazy guys you know, like that, you know, top, top 50 players, but um, you know, a top, a top hundred guy, top 150 guy, I'd probably do. That'd be fine for me. Another yeah. guy who really got off to a hot start here, big power guy early on, uh, Ryan Zimmerman. And he, dude, I mean, he was arguably better. I mean, batting 420, uh, 11 home runs, the so same number as Thames, 29 RBI, thanks to that crazy good Nationals offense. Um, he even had a steal. <laughs> so, May was not so kind. Again, though, not as bad as Thames, but, you know, three home runs, 12 RBI, 12 steals. He's still bad at 322, so that, that's encouraging. Um yeah, but you know the power you. you knew had to come down for him. I mean, he look Ryan Zimmerman. I'm pretty sure I when I looked it up uh, back when he was crushing it. Everybody, you know, I had questions like, "Oh man, is he is he going to hit 30, 35?" And I was like, "No, dude, you're going to be lucky if he hits you 25." And everybody's like, "What? You're crazy!" And I'm like. His career high is 33 back in 2009. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's unrealistic to think this guy is just going to go on a tear and, and crush 40 bombs all of a sudden. I mean, I, I get that home runs are back up, but this isn't going to keep up. He has a 413 BABIP. It's coming down. It's going to come crashing down for him. Uh, and I almost think there's more regression to come. Like, it's just, it's just not going to happen for him. So if, for those of you that think he's still going to do it, I'd be leery of that. I just don't see it. So I think he's injury prone. Like, that's the one thing about him, man. He has to stayed on the field for the past three, four years, I feel like, three years at least. Yeah, 115 games mm, last year, 95 yep. the year before, 61 the year before that. And then he was okay, um, you know, 147, 145. I mean, that's, that's pretty normal. Uh, maybe he had like one deal stint there, if not just a handful of games off just for rest. But, um, I mean, the guy can't stay healthy anymore. So, I, you know, I don't even know if it's realistic to expect 130 games out of this guy. So, and that, and that'd be my concern is, you know, get rid of this guy while he can, because look, he's still ranked up there really high because of his hot start. And he's still, you know, he's still getting decent RBI and run totals. Uh, the average is obviously still sky high. So, you know, maybe somebody in your league isn't paying attention to the fact that, you know, regression is coming from him and it's already happened and more is coming, but maybe somebody's not paying attention to that. They're just looking to the overall numbers and his overall rank, which I'm sure is like five, for a first baseman, and probably they're just gonna go. Oh yeah, cool! I get a top five first baseman. Hmm, no, you're not. But okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you, you want to think that, then okay, that's great. <laughs> so you're yeah, an idiot. I mean, that's that's what I think. I mean, I don't. You got any different? Yeah, I don't. I one? mean, Zimmer, Zimmerman's burned me in the past because of his injuries and you know and his hope for a better day <laughs> sort of playing. You know, um, I'm not going to buy into it much. I, I think he's 
he's a solid player when he's healthy, as you can see by these stats. But, you know, even just looking at him, I mean, you you have a huge drop-off, a yeah. huge drop-off here in the runs, um, you know, in the home runs. And, you know, that's kind of going to be him. Like, can – I think he'll get in into the twenties for home runs this year. I mean, shit, he's already halfway there, you know, or over halfway there. <laughs> over halfway but, there, yeah. Yeah, but that's because of that huge month. But I mean, that that reminds me of like Adrian Gonzalez, who just hit his first home run of the year uh, the other night, and he's been you know, hurt he's and a guy, bad. <laughs> But yeah, I know what you're going to say. True. He he has been hurt, but you know, same guy though. Like he's just not somebody that you're going to look for. I mean, if he's out there and you're desperate, you need uh, an injury fill in or something, yeah, you can play him, but you you can't go into it thinking and looking at these stats and being like, oh, this guy is awesome. I can't believe he's sitting out here. Well, you you should believe he's sitting out there because He's sitting there for a reason, and the reason is he's not that good. Um, you know, Adrian Gonzalez hits his home runs in bunches, so now that he finally hit one, he'll probably end up with like 13 in in you know June. About a but June, yeah. He's not gonna hit. He's not gonna hit any until August. <laughs> so yeah, dude. You know, I will never own Adrian Gonzalez ever again. But yeah, yeah so that's just the way that he is. Like I, I mean, I think. The best way to summarize him is he's a good corner infielder or even utility player. Like, if he's your starting first baseman, you're probably in trouble the rest of the way. Um, you know, those who had, like, Rizzo when he was off to a slow start and picked up Zimmerman, like, that was perfect. That is exactly what you needed when Rizzo was starting off and hitting, like, complete crap. You know, like that type of thing. When when Miguel Cabrera was on the DL for the first month, it felt like Zimmerman was exactly what you needed. Like he was a he was a savior for a lot of teams like that. But going forward, he's a corner infielder utility at best. Um, moving on, and and you and I had a little bit of debate on it, whether or not we should even put this guy down. I ultimately just wrote him down, and <laughs> so we're going to talk about him, Chris Owings. You know, his April. I mean, if you look at the overall numbers, you're like, so what? I mean, it's 13 runs, four home runs, 19 RBI. I mean, those are all good numbers, solid. Seven steals, though, is what does it. And the 311 average from a guy who really never did something like this before. Like, it, he always showed, like, maybe a, like a week or two of, like, really good play. But he's been super inconsistent. So, like, April, like, when it was an entire month of April, it felt like that was just good. Um, it was like, oh boy, this is Chris Owings. This is the guy that everybody really thought he was going to be. Then May came eight runs, two home runs, nine RBI. His steals went from seven to two. Now his batting average is still up, and that's fantastic. So and that's a good sign. Like maybe the batting average is for real, but you know you you are hoping for much more from him especially in the speed department. Like, I don't think anybody's expecting four to five home runs a month from Chris Owings. Um, but, you know, if you can get two to three from him every month, that's probably a bonus. <clears throat> it's the steals. You know, you're looking, 
you're hoping to get 20 to 30 steals out of this guy realistically to make his value, um, to make him worth owning. And if he's not able to do that, then he's a huge drop candidate for me. Like, I don't think anybody's really craving to trade for Chris Owings. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, what what do you think about him? Like, was he even somebody that you looked at as somebody who was, you know, somebody you wanted to go after in leagues? No, I mean, I didn't really look at him. I, I, I didn't. Over him. I mean, I know the name. Uh, he's been around, but yeah, like you said, I mean, he's really kind of only good for speed, you know, and, and average. I mean, his average is good, uh, but that that helps because he's going to get on base and then he's going to be able to have opportunities to run. But that's the thing that confuses me. Looking at these stats, how he was hitting at a, a 311 clip and then he, he stole seven bases in April. Um, but then he had a better average, and he only stole two bases in May. So I, I don't know what to think of it. Um, you know, the RBIs are down. The, the, the homers aren't really going to be there anyways. I don't feel like he's a big power guy. He's only got six on the year. So, um, you know, the, the runs are down, and I don't know if the runs are down because – he got on base, but he didn't get to steal and get into better position to get home. Is that part of it? Does it all tie in? I mean, overall, he's not really a guy that I'm looking at. So, yeah, I, you know, just looking at the stats, I, that's all I have to go off of. But, yeah, I mean, it, it does look like, aside from average and, and a really slight tick uptick in OBP, he hasn't been better. So... Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you got my note there, but you sound like you're really far away from your microphone or whatever, so I don't know what happened. Yeah, sorry. Is that better? Yeah, much better. What happened? <laughs> I I pulled my microphone back down in front of my mouth. Imagine how oh, that works. Oh, that would help. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> so, amazing. Uh, um, I'm not going to repeat everything I just said. No, Basically, you were, we, I, we heard you. It, yeah. just, it just sounded far away. Um, I heard you. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, but um, yeah. I mean, look, I, he was never anybody I was I was going after. Uh, I don't know. I just I wasn't I wasn't buying into it. Um, so we had a picture written down here, but apparently you just told me that I'm uh, wrong. I'm put, I'm which is, no, which is fine. In, I'm putting his stats in as we speak, so you, you can. You can so talk about, about him wrote, if you so want. I, I, I wrote down Hellickson, and this was before I looked anything up. This is just because I own him on a couple of teams. And I know he had a couple of really, like, strong starts in early April. And so that's why it made me think that, he, like, he had a hot start. But apparently, like, his whole April wasn't very good. <laughs> so the no, slide started it, a little bit wasn't. earlier than just May. But still, like, yeah. he's another guy. Like, he did start off, like, I guess if you look at his just first couple of starts, um, they were good. Um, I remember they were really good. I, th- I remember looking, looking at it and going, "Wow, okay." Um, like this, yeah. this dude like is legit here, and you know maybe maybe Helixson is is gonna be able to be a, a good pickup here. 
I have March and April's ERA is 1.8. What are you looking at? No, dude. His his ERA. Mm, I might be. Hold on. <laughs> so I have March and April is a yes. 1.8 ERA. And I have May as a 7.04. So there we go. My so bad. Right. Okay. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So clearly, well, the way stats are eerily the same. Identical. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Which is weird. So. I was thinking, I'm like, I do remember him being pretty good. What What am I looking at here? Dude, yeah, we well, have him on our I, team. I, can't, I, can't, I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> so he basically pitched almost the exact same innings in one more start. So in five games starts in, in April, he went with a one eight oh ERA. He went 4-0 in those five games, 30 innings even. Um, he's never been a huge strikeout guy. Um, and that's, and that's what like kind of was. Like everybody knew it was a fluke. And I mean, the strikeout was so fine. <laughs> yeah, he had 11 strikeouts in those five games. Okay, big deal. Like that's not a lot. Only gave 30, up two homers, 11 though. strikeouts, yeah. 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 But in 30.2 innings, he has the 704 that you mentioned. He's 1 and 3 in those 6 games start. Um he's he's on given nine up home four runs. Times, four times as many earned runs, 24 to 6 only in April. That's because and he's nine home runs. Four and a half two. times as many home runs. So Yeah. That's cool. I mean, that's that's what's it. killing him. The long ball is absolutely killing him and bloating all of his stats, um, yeah. except really whip, I feel like. I mean, That's, I don't... Eh, his whip's still... Pro- I, his whip's definitely I don't, higher. I don't think he's 7 ERA bad, but he's... No. A, he's Look, he is definitely safe to drop at this point. Like, he is somebody that you can be like, bye-bye, you can go to the waiver wire. Um, Alexander, I feel like, does this a lot. I feel like last year he started off pretty strong as well. Um, wasn't as good as he was this time. But in April and May, he had an ERA in the threes. And then it was five in June. And it was like, okay, you're done. And he finished off fairly decent. Like, he was serviceable throughout the rest of the year. But um, he's going to be a streamer the rest, the rest of the way, I believe. So you can go ahead and cut bait with him if you really want to. Um so that that's the picture. We have a couple other guys written down, and actually I wrote down one here. Uh, Tanaka, who, uh, yes, his April was not very good, but, man, his May is bad, and it got even worse tonight. Uh, it was 7.82 before tonight. Then he allowed five runs, seven runs in less than – actually, maybe I think they let him get through the all four innings, and then I think they, they pulled him. And he might have gotten through the fifth. I don't know. I, w- I stopped watching. Um, I mean, go O's. Like, I'll take it because it's against the Orioles. But, um, you know, that's <laughs> brutal, man. I don't know what to do with Tanaka. I don't think – I can't drop him. I think he's too good. I think he'll figure this out. But, you know, it's just – because he has these outings where you're like, man, you look incredible. And then – he comes out and does stuff like this and it's just, it makes me shake my head. Like I don't, I don't know what to think about this guy. And like, um, it's, you got, the only scary thing is like, is it, 
is it injury related? Because you know we talked about this before. I think with him, it's it's like, well, could it be the problem that he didn't get the surgery and it's finally starting to catch up to him? But yeah, I mean, I mean nothing he... looks totally out of the ordinary. Except he is allowing so many more home runs. His home run rate is almost double than what it was last year. I mean, that's got to that's gotta come down. It has to. I mean, he's he, so he managed he, to get through five. He gave yeah. up eight hits, seven earned, two walks, and only four Ks. So, I mean, but it's he, another. So his strikeout rate is actually right on par, if not higher than most of his other seasons. You know, he's walking a few more guys. Yeah. It's the home runs, man. The home runs are destroying him. I mean, you're talking about the home runs destroying Helixson. They're, I mean, they've they've already buried him in this league, in, in this. I mean, and you can tell. So his, his ERA total for the year is 5.86. That's going up after tonight, right? But his XFIP, yeah. not counting Got tonight. It. So XFIP, for those of you who don't know, is um, – Fielding independent pitching, right? So, and then XFIP includes, like, calculates home runs into that. So it's like, are you, like, if you allow a crazy amount of home runs, your XFIP is usually lower. To put it simple, um, you can go ahead and read about it on fan graphs. They explain it way better than I just did. But to keep it easy, his XFIP is below four. His ERA is almost six. So that tells you right there that, like, that usually means something's going to – they're going to converge, right? And Tanaka's going to be fine going forward, I think. Maybe not next time, but I think he's going to figure it out. Maybe it's just somebody you leave on the bench for a couple of starts to see if he sort of figure this, figures this out. But I can't drop him right now. I do, no. however, it's a giant buy low candidate. If if you have somebody that, you know, you don't think is going to be able to keep his pace up, then I think he's somebody you can absolutely go after. I mean, he's like a tale of of two halves almost, or really of two months. I mean, he he had a bad first game. His second game was was okay. I can't see the first game stats on his little pull up here, but I remember it not being anything to write home about. Um didn't have a quality oh, start until game. Game. Wait, Yeah. Until game three. The, yeah. So two and a half innings in this first game. And then he reels off five straight wins. Within that he's got Four quality starts, one complete game shutout versus Boston of all teams, allowing only three hits, but also striking out only three in that game. Yeah. Um, and and then you get to to now May May fourteenth, and he's been absolute garbage ever since then, albeit one start against um, Oakland. Oakland. So he's had a lot three of starts against apparently. <laughs> exactly. Three starts against Houston, Tampa, Oakland, and Baltimore. And of and he those has four teams, some really good teams. I will give him that. Like Oh yeah. He has. And and, and I mean he won against St. Louis. 
He won against the White Sox, who were surprisingly fairly hot. Um, he shut out Boston. Like I said, he beat Toronto, who was down. But if they beat the Yankees tomorrow, it, they get back to 500. Um, That's crazy you to know, think, so man. They were they're, so bad. <laughs> they're playing a lot better now. Um, you know, he beat Cincinnati. So, yeah, he got shellacked by Houston, shellacked by Tampa, and he's getting beat up tonight. Not as bad, but something's got to give with him. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I'm – like I said, I can't drop him, but I, I – uh, it's it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> um at least as a fantasy owner. Look, as an Orioles owner, or as an Orioles fan, I love it. Uh, so moving on to the, the other side of this. So these are the players that, you know, everybody expects to have just good seasons, right? And they start off horrible. And then May, boom, they, um, you know, counter flips, they just take off, it seems like. Um I'm going to start off with Mookie Betts here. And a lot of people kind of were down on him. He was the number two pick in a lot of drafts. April was, was okay. I mean, it wasn't great. Uh, nine, nine runs, two home runs, 11 RBI, three steals. That's fine. Uh, 293 average. That's awesome. I mean, he had this crazy streak where he, like, he didn't strike out for some sort of almost record amount of that bats or something like that. And I think that actually kind of hurt him. I think he was so worried about not striking out that he was taking too many walks. And it was almost like the Joey Votto effect where he, he, because he was taking too many walks, he wasn't, you know, moving the creating of the momentum. He wasn't moving the, the lineup. He also was batting – something else to consider here is he was also batting – I think he was batting third a lot for that team early on. And now I want to say he's batting at the top of that lineup. And ever since he started doing that is when all of this – so he – yeah, exactly. That is what it is. He was batting third. He has two home runs, 10 runs, 13 RBI, batting third. When he was batting first, seven home runs, 22 runs, 19 RBI. Guess what? He likes batting first, apparently. So <laughs> let's just keep him up there. Um, so that, that's what it was. So it, it, I think that just kind of coincided with, with May. Um, and look, the, the Red Sox offense has kind of picked up too. I mean, you, I'm not going to go through the stats here, but, you know, Bogart's starting to hit better. Um, I think Hanley Ramirez is starting to hit better. Moreland's starting to hit. You know, all these guys are really starting to hit. The offense is starting to get rolling. So, I mean, that's going to help Betts, too, in all the counting stats. But, you know, the power is there now, and, and you know, he's just clicking like we all thought he was going to. Um, the next yeah. one – the the next one here, I'll I'll let you I'll let you do do the next one. Yeah, I'll take care of this one because I know you uh, love this guy. I already mentioned oh, it yeah. once. My my with favorite. The, uh, punch hurt around the diamond, <clears throat> Mr. Joey Bats himself. Uh, dude was 
absolutely putrid in April. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. He he still managed to get, I guess, a, a respectable amount of runs at 13. But he only hit one homer, had seven RBIs. Seven in a full month. Only a, a one stolen base, but he's not really running much anymore, so that's not a big of a deal. Um, and and was looking at a 178 average and a 309 OBP. So he's still getting on base about average, but um, I, I, maybe a little lower than average. Since May turned, he has been absolutely on fire, as well as a lot of the Blue Jays. Like I just said, yeah. you know, they're they're a team that was, I think, ten and twenty. They they have turned it around to almost being twenty six and twenty six or twenty twenty seven and twenty seven at five hundred. I'm sorry, they're twenty six and twenty seven. I think going into tomorrow's game. Um, yeah, because they won again today. So you're looking at Smoke, who's hitting the ball well. You're looking at Devin Travis, who's coming on in May. But Joey Bats has 10 more runs at 23, nine homers, 21 RBIs. He's he's doubled up his stolen bases to two this month. Congratulations. And his average shot from a 178 to a 320 in May. Yeah. I mean, that's a that is a ridiculous jump. And and that's why you're seeing all of these other counting stats jumping the way they are. His OBP is a 417. Um I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but I know his OPS is well over 1. I mean, it might even be 1.1 something at this at this point or for this month, I'm sorry. Um, dude's been just ripping the ball, absolutely tearing it up. I, I don't know how long he'll keep it up because he is 36, I believe we've mentioned before. Yeah, he's but, 36. But I mean, yeah, I mean he, like he's his... finding that power stroke again, man. And, and if he if he can if he can even maintain, you know, three quarters, 75 percent of this. He's going to be such a big asset for you at this point compared to what he was in the first month. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about him is is obviously the batting average isn't going to be 320. You know, he hasn't been a a power hitter or an average hitter like that uh, ever. I mean, 2011 he was over 300, but usually he's usually he's around that two. 42 mid to you know 235 yeah like, at best, like 250 the 260s i feel like was like some of his better seasons he was maybe yeah. up around there but but yeah, i, I, I would but yeah yeah i, I power is legit i always i, I think the power is yeah. legit you know i don't see any reason why not i mean he's done it many times before and last year he was injured and that's why, you know, you saw the, the dip in home runs and, and um, you know, there's no reason to think that if he plays a full, a full season that he can't hit 35, you know, upwards of 30, 40 again. I mean, it's just, that's how, that's how he is. I mean, it's going to get warm. That's, 
places have very friendly parks for hitters. Uh, the whole AL East does, and that's just what's going to happen. So, yeah, I, yeah, I'm 100% agreeing with you there. Um, back over to some pitchers, though. A guy that <laughs> I kind of – I thought I was going to regret um, – I thought I, I thought I was going to regret immediately um, not keeping in in one of our in one of our leagues was Carlos Martinez. But man, it, April rolled around and I was like, "Wow, okay, maybe I made the right decision." I mean, he had a four seven one ERA. You know, he was. Um, I put your stats here a little odd to me. He was zero and three. Oh, yeah, um, I did it. I did it. So he was at five games started across uh, 22 point uh, and two thirds innings. He went 0 and 3 in those five games, had 38 9Ks, a 471 ERA, and a 147 whip, if my math is right, which I think it is, in April. Okay. So in, in May. He had another five games. He went basically almost a full game longer. He had 36 in the third innings, went 3-1 and one with a 2.23 ERA and a .88 whip. I don't have the Ks on there. Let me pull them real quick. All right. The fact of it is, though, is that, you know, he, he has really turned things around, and, and now I'm kind of – you know, smacking myself for not keeping him. But, I mean, honestly, though, this is one of the reasons why I didn't keep him because he's been so volatile. Like, he'll be awesome for huge stretches, and then he just looks like a mediocre pitcher for others. And I and I don't know what it is. You know, I, like, I'm, I'm looking at his game log now, and, I mean, you know, it, he plays some – some good 32 teams. Ks. Yeah, I mean, he played some good teams in less. the beginning. Play, I don't know. Like, it's just mind-boggling to me with him. Um, I think if you have him, I think you just have to hold on to him. I don't think you're obviously selling high or buying low on him or anything. I think you're just – I think you're just going to hang on to him and, and hope he can continue. Um you know, another guy that a lot of people were high on going into the year, Lance McCullers, uh, but he started off really terrible. I mean, a 4.34 ERA, a 1.31 whip. Um, the record wasn't bad, but that's thanks to, you know, that that's that's thanks to the Houston offense here. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, the strikeouts were always good in April. That looked good. You know, you're looking at 36 strikeouts and 29 innings. Like that's fantastic. So that, that was always like the one thing to look at in April and you're looking like, okay, at least he's striking out guys. Like, so his FIP was probably a lot lower than his ERA and everything else. So that was always promising to look at and man, did it turn around and you're looking at a below one whip, a below one ERA in, in May. Um, basically like the strikeouts actually the strikeout rate actually came down, uh, but it's still good. I mean, you're still looking at uh, basically nine Ks per nine here. I mean, you're looking, um, you know, right, right on there. But he's four and zero in May. I mean, look, Houston was disgusting this month. Uh, I think they went like yeah. 
I don't even know. I, I, I think I saw it today it was like 22 and four or 28 was so crazy. Good. Um, they're like 20 games over 500, man. It's, it's May 31st, uh, I, and they're 20 games I mean, I wanted, I really wanted to put Altuve in one of these two categories that we're talking about, and I was like, mm, nope, he's not going to work for either one, because I just, I, owning him in the, the Fantasy Six Pack League, I just felt like he wasn't really doing much. He, but he started I, off, I, think he I know wasn't, what you're saying, the first like week and a half, it was like, oh, yeah. what are you doing, dude? Super down. I'm like, what, well, he started off like guy? he didn't. He didn't have a hit for like the first few games. I feel like, and it was yeah. like, what the hell is going on? Um, but no, it was. Um, look back to McCullers here. I mean, he's not going to be this good, but this guy's legit. It's why all of us ranked him fairly high coming into the year. You know, the one thing you have to worry about McCullers is going to be innings workload. Like, are they going to pull back on him a little bit for one, because they have to, this guy's never pitched a full workload Two, they're going to clinch at this rate. They're going to clinch so early, you know, in August, they could yeah. like, start skipping starts right. and things like that. And that kills you especially if you're in playoffs. Um, so that that's one thing you have to worry about him. So McCullers honestly could be a guy that you could, you know, throw out there and be like, hey, anybody want him? You're going to get a lot for him at this point. So I wouldn't totally object to to getting rid of McCullers if you're going to get like a really good offer back, I'm not, I'm not giving him up for, you know, pennies on the dollar at this point. Um, no, you can't. But yeah, but, so um, we got, we got yeah, a couple so. more hitters here that I want to run through here and you've got, you've got the next guy. Yeah. Uh, so Justin Bohr of Miami, um, he's a guy that I think we talked about coming into this year as a potential sleeper, maybe. <laughs> And he just – he did not live up to it in April. He had eight runs, only four homers, you know, 15 RBIs, and uh, uh, no stolen bases, well, across either month. But his average yeah, was sitting at a 222. You know, so that's a rough start to the year when you're, when you're sitting that low. Um, and his own base percentage was horrible, too. I mean, yeah, it was, it was at awful. 297. So, yeah, bad. you know, this is all across 81 at-bats. And then in May, he's got 10 more at-bats, you know, coming into today, I believe. I don't think these stats are updated for today. But he's doubled his runs to 16. He's more than doubled his homers with nine. Um, you know, his RBIs are right around the same at 18, but still better. And his average jumped hundred and 20 points on those, 119 at 341 for the month of May. And his OBP is at 429. So he's just getting on base, like, no matter what he's doing. And, I mean, his walks are higher, but not by much. I, I just think it's his hits in general are way up, um, you know. And like I said, he's doubled up on a lot of his stats. So, 
I mean, if you're looking for first base help, you you lost Freddie Freeman. Um, you know, he's definitely a guy that you could go out and and just ride while he's hot. I don't know if he'll maintain this. I'd be shocked if he was still out there. But the trick with him is is him hitting lefties, and he's always been bad against lefties in his career. Um, I'm looking at his numbers now against lefties, um, and they're up thanks to this year, but his entire career, like last season, he was a 233 hitter against lefties. But, uh, I mean, he only had 30 at-bats. I mean, so, like, he doesn't play against a lot of lefties. Like, they kind of yeah. avoid lefties Yeah, they with platoon him. him a little bit. But, but this year, they haven't been doing that, although he does only have 35 at-bats. I don't really quite get this because I feel like if that was really still hitting 343. He's hitting so, like, there's no reason to sit him anymore against lefties. Like, he's obviously figured something out. Um, so, yeah. that, that's the big indicator there with him. And, and yeah, like, I mean, look – 341 average for the month of May is not going to keep up. But, I mean, I think the power is legit. I mean, look, this guy was good last year before he got hurt. Really good last year before he got hurt. I think he had 22 home runs total for the year. Um, I mean, he was really good. So, I don't see any reason why – I know. He had 15. Sorry. Where do I get 22 from? He had 15 – in 68 games last year, I mean that's that's solid. I mean you're looking at a you're looking at easily I'd say a 30 home run hitter last season, if not more, if he can play, you know, a full amount of games. Now, I think he came back after the injury and just really wasn't the same. Um, and so that was I mean that was one of the reasons why he like really slipped in drafts. Um, yeah, it, I I think he's good. If he's out there in the waiver wire, go get him. I mean, I picked him back up in in our in our league. I drafted him, dropped him, picked him back up. Thankfully, because my team's been bad. Uh, he's been helping a lot. Um, so last two guys that I want to talk about here. One's real quick. I mean, Michael Conforto. I mean, I think we all know that he. This wasn't performance keeping him off the field. This was the Mets being dumb. They just weren't playing him. And then he just every time he was in in the lineup, he hit a home run. So they finally had to find a place for him full time. He's destroying the ball now. So um, this is my quick take on Conforto. I just wanted to say that. Like I know some people were kind of like, oh, I kind of was one. I was like, I don't know what the Mets are doing. Like I didn't. I wanted nothing to do with him because I didn't know what the Mets were going to do. And then they finally found a place for him. So there you go. Um, Bregman. This one uh, was the ultimate test of, test of patience, man. And thankfully, like, we stuck through it in, in our points league because this guy is making it happen now. Um, you, you wrote down in April, he only had three multi-hit games. I don't even know what he had in the first half of May. Probably none. Uh, six first runs, half, six RBI. None. Yeah, uh, no, no home runs. Two. Yeah. So, yeah, for the first month and a half, he has five multi-hit games. No home runs. Probably less than a 250 average, close to it. Since the middle of May, he's got eight runs and more today. If you're, I'm, not, I'm not even counting today's stats. Nope. Uh, I, this is I don't, count today. Yeah. 
So this does not count today where he did hit a home run, and I'm pretty sure he scored like two runs, if not two RBI as well. So we're talking eight runs, 10 RBI, five home runs, plus today, so six home runs, well over a 270 average now at this point. And he's got four multi – this is all in the last week and change. Like, this is crazy how good this guy all of a sudden just flipped the switch and he's really good. Like, but this is the Bregman everybody got excited about before the season and why, you know, I had him ranked, like, number eight in third baseman or something crazy like that. Like, this is why we did it. Because he came out last year and had that crazy stretch of games. Like, immediately, it was like, whoa, this guy's awesome. Um, I, yeah, that was – I don't know I, what to say about him, though. I don't I don't know like so that that all those stats I listed were from May 14th on and that was the the night game cuz they played a doubleheader against the Yankees that day. He went 0 for 4 in the first game in the afternoon and then he only ended up going 1 for 4 in the nightcap but he he hit his first home run. You know, um and it was like okay, boom, here we go. Let's see what happens. And then he's just been he's been destroying it this last week. And of course, the guy that that I was talking about earlier in first place in that Yahoo League, I'm playing him this week, and he has Bregman. And I'm like, dude, you've got to be kidding me. Bregman's done nothing for me in multiple leagues up until this point, and now I I play against him finally, and he's destroying me. And I have in my dynasty league, I'm playing a guy that has him too. And I'm like, you, what the hell? So, I, I guess uh, it's karma because awesome. I dropped him in my in one of my points leagues and shit, man. I went back out there and looked and I saw him today and I I grabbed him. I have two open spots that I could have filled for tomorrow as far as you know or needed to fill a catcher and a utility spot, and he's off. And I said, screw it, I'm taking him because I'm not letting him just sit there. Someone else is going to go grab him. And then yeah, reap the benefits. Be so silly, I'm picking him back to. up. Yeah, I mean, I already have Arenado. I rode him out the majority of this year, and and he ended up being like a guy that I was just like, I can't play him. He's not doing anything, whatever. And then you know, I had a, I I think I might have had him when he started hitting, but I, I might have dropped him that week. So he didn't sit out there long, but. I'm glad I got him back, and I hope that this maintains and, and he can really help my team because Lord knows I need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I've held on to him this long. I'm not getting rid of him. I'm just hoping this is like we're going to continue to see this. But, yeah, it's definitely like this is this is the best one to end with here because it's just like I'm I'm sure there are plenty of people that gave up on him. Um, but so I do want to get to, because you took the time to throw some people down here, you're super underperforming, <laughs> you're flat out <laughs> underperforming so far list. Um, yeah, I'm going to let you start off here because it's one of your man crushes. So I'm sure it's uh, easy I, to say this. It does. It does indeed. But Todd the Bod Frazier, what are you doing? What are you doing? You are killing everything 
that I love about fantasy baseball. Uh, he he's just been such a pain to own, really since last year. I mean, his average sucked last year. He at least hit thirty six homers, I believe. So you could kind of stomach it a little bit more. Ugh, this year, no, no, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what to think. I mean, he's only got seven homers on the year right now, twenty-two runs, twenty, twenty-three RBIs. So those are those are not horrible uh, compared to some of the guys that we were already talking about. Does have three stolen bases, but he's hitting one eighty-two, dude. I mean, you're not even freaking rolling up a dollar bill and and trying to sniff the Mendoza line right now, man. You need to you need to pick it up here. Um, you know, he's got a 301 OBP. So I think I think that's still below average. What what is average yeah, for OBP? Uh, 50. I mean, it changes like every that. year, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's like 320s. All right. So he's he's a little below average on base, but I mean, dude, come on. Pick it up. Pick it up, bro. Yeah, Kill I mean, me. I think the power is going to be a, be there at the end, but, like, it, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't want to be in Chicago anymore. I don't blame him. Uh, another, I, yeah, man, yeah, another, that could be it. I mean, another White Sox here that we're talking about is uh, I mean, Jose Quintana. Yikes, this guy is not good this year. Um, and it sucks because he – He's always been a, like a model of consistency. I mean, I've always said like in quality starts leagues, this is absolutely the guy you want. I mean, he's like a top twenty guy in quality starts leagues because obviously the White Sox are terrible, so he never wins, right? Um, but he always puts together a ton of quality starts. And this year, dude, he's bad. Five point six ERA. I mean, the strikeouts are actually up from what they usually are, but. I mean, he's allowing more home runs, but not like a ton more. Uh, he's walking more guys. I will say his bad bit is a little high, but nothing out of the ordinary for him. It's actually been higher in other years. Um, he's just he's just getting hit harder. I mean, that's all there is to it. And and I and I don't really know why it's happening, but I mean, unfortunately, if you have a Quintana, like you're getting. I don't think you're getting anything for him because I don't think a lot of people are looking at him going like, oh, yeah, no, he's been awesome in the past. And, like, he's been okay, like, especially in leagues that do wins. Like, he's not anything crazy. Um, Another pitcher, Kevin Gosman. uh, I mean, I've pretty much – I think I've dropped him in every league I've had. I had him in. I just can't stomach it anymore. Like, even tonight I'm watching him, you know, he had a – Six seven to one lead, and he made it seven to three, and they pulled him in the middle of the sixth because he just was allowing too many hard hit balls. Like he just he gets up on pitchers and can't put them away. And we've mentioned this before, and it just it just continues all season. And I keep thinking it's going to turn around, but it's just not. I mean, there's a lot to like about him, but there's also a light lots of not to like about him. So until he can get that put away pitch or you know, an out pitch, regardless of it being a strikeout pitch. It just needs to be an out pitch. He's not getting it done, and, and, and batters are able to get back into the count and able to hit, you know, line drives into the outfield on him way too consistently. So, 
you know, I was offered a trade for Gosman earlier today and was like, no, dude, you can keep Gosman. So, um, <laughs> you know, it was like Dozier and Gosman for DeGrom. And I was like, nah, 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 I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the All last right. couple here for hitters, I'll let you touch on this one. Your Philly boy here. Yeah, Abdul uh, Herrera. I was initially thinking that we could have put him in the first section, but, you know, really I, I got to put him down here now because he's he's just been bad compared to last season. I mean, if you look at, at his stats for April and May last season, he was hitting a three thirteen in April of last year, and he was hitting a three twenty four in May. Um, you know, he wasn't a lot of power, only five homers total, six stolen bases total in those months, but he was getting some good runs. Um, but you, you look at what he's done this year in, in these two months so far, you know, he's hitting a 262 in April. Okay, whatever, not horrible. He's already down to like the bod level here at 181 for May, so... He's completely fallen off. Um, he's droppable at this point in my mind. Um, lastly, we got uh, Mr. E5, Edwin Encarnacion. Um, he does have 10 homers on the season so far. Uh, his K rate is up 7% from last season, though, and and almost 10% from his season high, uh, which, you know, is not good. I mean, he's sitting at a 2.32 batting average, but uh, you know, he figured coming to Cleveland maybe he would be better, uh, not necessarily better, but he would still be able to maintain and and he he just hasn't. Yeah, I I, I keep dropping Herrera down the rankings more and more. Um and I like I was really high on him going into the season, but this is not happening. So in my rest of the season rankings, you see him sliding down every single week. It seems like so. Um, the last guy here that we're going to talk about, like he's been okay, just not what you expect here. Um, oh, I just read, I just read off E five stuff. Oh, did you? I'm like ha- I'm half yeah. listening here about Herrera. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I was answering. I was answering an email about my fantasy football league. So that's my. That's my fault. You heard. You heard. Uh, <laughs> you, heard you heard the half about Abdul, but not the half about Edwin. I absolutely <laughs> yeah, did. I just. I just totally ripped into it, and then I. 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 I just typed in our note thing. I was like, uh, I just, oh, that's why I stopped. My bad. Oh, uh, <laughs> great. This is why we are amateur folks for for radio at least. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> Mr. can't show up on time. Hey, whatever. Uh, I'm here. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So that's it. I don't have any time for Twitter questions. Uh, I did have a couple that I wanted to pull up, but we're just going to pass on those. But, um, you know, be sure to get the Twitter questions into us. We will always answer them on Twitter and then try and pull some favorites on the air for you. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's all I've got for the show. You got anything else to add, man? Um, no, not really. I mean, just kind of piggyback off of what we said before. I mean, tonight we were able to get some decent info, but I, I think with summer coming, it's, 
it's going to be a little tougher to get stuff aside from, you know, potential new injuries because, well, if we have another Memorial Day, it's, uh, you know, it's fitting. Um, we're remembering the guys that used to play on our teams and are now sitting <laughs> on the DL-10 for two weeks. Uh, um, but, no, uh, happy belated Memorial Day. Thank you to all our servicemen absolutely. out there, servicemen and women. Um we greatly appreciate your sacrifices and uh they were not in vain um no matter what this administration has going for us <laughs> not going to make it a political thing though but uh yes it was a a solid weekend it's it's not about the the beach the uh sun and the sand it's uh it's about remembering why we have what we have in this country, the freedoms we have. So thank you all for your service. Uh, yeah, I agree. So we will end it with that. And, yeah, hopefully we will see you all next week. If not, um, some football talk is coming soon. So we will be getting together to be planning that and our season position previews coming for that as well. So, uh so we'll uh we'll we'll figure it out and talk to you all later. All right, have a good one.